This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. When was the last time you were called for jury duty? Well, serving on a jury is our civic duty, but the call usually sends working people scrambling to figure out how to avoid it. Many, probably most, companies do not pay employees on jury duty and the prospect of being stuck without income on a long trial is daunting. And for businesses, so is the possibility of losing key staffers for weeks or months. This on top of the question of being exposed to graphic and gruesome testimony and evidence for an extended period. And so a lot of retired people serve on juries, but they are certainly keen to avoid it in the midst of the pandemic while the courts are clamoring to restart jury trials. So in the midst of all of this, jury advocates are calling on the government to hike compensation to $120 a day and to increase mental health supports. I'd like to hear from you. Uh, When was the last time you got one of those notices or the last time you served on a jury? What was it like? Was it uh, a good experience? Did you feel like uh, it was worth your time? Did you have to give up work to do it? Uh, You know, um, the numbers, 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And now let's go to the founder and CEO of the Canadian Canadian Juries Commission, Mark Ferrant, and the Chief Operating Officer and Chief Financial Officer, Tina Danzer. Tina was a juror in the Paul Bernardo trial, an experience that has affected her profoundly. Mark and Tina, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having us, Libby. Thanks for having us. Okay, so uh, the first order of business for you is to increase the compensation. Uh, what kind of a problem do you think that would solve, Mark? Well, jury pay is um, shamefully low across the country and in almost all provinces and territories. And jury duty should not be um, a, a financial burden for anybody nor should it also be a barrier for participation in our justice system and our democracy. Um, it's the last form of mandatory civic duty left in our society, and it's, it's enshrined in our Charter of Rights and Human Freedoms in the Criminal Code. So it shouldn't be a barrier for someone because they can't afford to do it. And it has been for decades for so many people um, who simply just could not afford it because they worked in certain sectors of the economy, that had uh, tenuous employment, um, or as you know, employers are not obligated to maintain your salary. And uh, as a as uh, as a juror, they're they're obligated to maintain your job. You cannot be fired for serving on a jury, but they're not obligated to pay you. And um, it's time now, especially given the pandemic and unemployment and job insecurity, and so many Canadians experiencing financial issues, it's time to raise jury pay to 120 per day, um, which is minimum wage. Um, and that will increase participation in, in a time where 
We know that there's underrepresentation on juries for the indigenous community, for for uh, uh, Black Canadians, and for diversity. This is an opportunity to bring in new voices that have been shut out uh, from jury duty. Um, you, Mark, we're having a little bit of trouble with your line, so uh, our producer will speak to you. Um, uh, in the meantime, uh, uh, I'll say hello to Tina. So you want to raise it to 120 a day. What What is it now? Currently in Ontario, it's $0 from day 1 to day 10. Then it goes to $40 <coughs> until day 49, and then it goes to $100. But think about uh, the senior citizens. So they they are a large portion of who sits on the jury because first they have the time and second, you know, maybe they are collecting a pension, so they're not so worried. But as a juror, if you live in the city of Toronto and you have to drive downtown to the courthouse every day and park your car, let's call it $25. If you're on a four-month trial, that's $2,000 after tax out of your pocket for someone who's on a fixed income. Yeah, uh, it's it's a huge amount of money. And, you know, even if you raise it to $3,000 a month uh, for someone who has expenses who are a lot more than that, that is not uh, necessarily going to keep them whole for sure. No, and, and, and really, that's just the parking. Never mind, you know, you've got to get yourself a lunch while you're there because you're there the entire day. So these are all these are all expenses out of your own pocket. And, you know, everybody who is attending in that courthouse is, is, is getting paid for the job that they're doing. And while this is not a job per se, it is something that the government is demanding of you because it is your civic duty, and you should be proud to do it but it shouldn't be at your own expense. The Ontario government has said that it has no intention of raising jury fees. Correct. Um, What is your reaction? So how are you hoping to change their minds? (laughs) Well, we just keep trying. We keep pushing because we feel it's a fair thing to ask for. And, And it is one of, you know, in 2017, Mark and I, several other jurors and some uh, mental health experts, appeared in Ottawa in front of the Human Rights Committee on Justice. And out of that came a year-long study. And in 2018, the government released uh, 11 recommendations to improve jury duty. And that is one of the recommendations. So this comes straight from the government. It was a request we made, but they recommended that it happen. And yet, to this day, it has not been adopted into policy. Mm-hmm. And, well, and governments across uh, the country uh, have a duty to increase jury duty pay. So Saskatchewan recently increased um, jury pay to $110 per day. Um, Quebec has increased their jury pay. So it's not something that is unachievable for governments to do. And again, this is a means for increasing participation in the justice system by bringing in voices that have been shut out of the justice system for financial reasons, expanding diversity and representation on juries, uh, on income uh, levels, on, on uh, racialized levels as well, which we know systemic racism exists in the justice system. This is a means to bring in voices that would not have been able to do it before because of financial means. 
Okay, well, th- there's also a, another side of that, and that is that for a lot of companies, you know, uh, if they lose a key employer or if the person is self-employed, they could go under for, in a long jury trial. It's certainly a concern for employers, and and we're not alien to those concerns, especially for, especially now when businesses are re-engineering their uh, their operations amid COVID. Some are struggling. Some are barely hanging on. We know that those uh, uh, those conditions exist. Uh, you know, this is where we look to the federal government and we look to the provinces. To, to think about unique tax solutions that are available and potentially to provide employers with relief um, if they continue the salary of their employees. It is our civic duty, and um, that is entrenched in our, in our citizenship. Uh, it's entrenched in our Charter of Rights and Freedoms, so we have to do it, um, but we have to start innovating. We have to start thinking about solutions for, our, for Canadians. Um, especially when work is so tenuous now and the gig economy and retail and service jobs uh, are, are um, you know, so many Canadians are employed in those realms. We have to be, we have to think outside of the box here. And the status quo is just no longer acceptable. I'd like to give the numbers out. I'm sure there are people out there who have served on juries or who have received a summons, and I want to hear how they handled that. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And frankly, uh, my understanding is that uh, as long as uh, you tell the people there that you are not getting paid, by your company, if you serve on a jury, that generally speaking, I think here in Ontario, that's enough to get you excused. You you don't leave the pool, but the I mean, you know, I, that is a, a good reason in terms of the courts. Now, in the midst of all this, we've got a pandemic going, and there's enormous pressure to get jury trials moving again. The courts were. Uh, basically all but shut down. There's a huge backlog of cases. Since March, most of the legal proceedings were conducted remotely. Most of them were just bail hearings, guilty pleas, things like that. So, uh, um, Tina, you know, what about this whole added layer, which I think would probably particularly put off the big pool, which are uh, seniors? Oh, uh, you know, it is now 25 years past the Bernardo trial and I'm a senior. And as you know, seniors are the biggest demographic to be affected by COVID. And I'm pretty sure they're all worried about their own personal health and would not want to step into a courthouse where there might be or some large facility that the government is using um, when they first summon, you know, 400 people or 500 people to be uh, to attend jury selection. So they're They've got a lot of work to try and figure this out there. You know, they haven't started yet, and I think they're going to have a lot of bumps in the road. They're trying to figure out how do you keep people's personal safety. Can You know, jurors can't wear masks because a lot of how the court proceeds, the, the defense and the crown, is by kind of gauging the jurors' reaction to how the trial is going. And we've already heard that there are expert witnesses, you know, from forensic scientists, 
and, and the like who say, well, they'll be testifying uh, through Zoom. They won't attend at courthouse. So if scientific experts don't feel comfortable or to go into a courtroom, why would a senior citizen want to do that? Yeah, yeah I mean... Uh um in again just outside my my circle of people the the one person that, that people knew who died of covid was a prosecutor a crown prosecutor correct yeah um let us take a call from Douglas in Lake Scugog hi Douglas hi, how are you today Libby? fine how are you i love your show but thanks a question i'll make it quickly they they just sent a, a notification to my mother. She's 96. Surely to God, they got her SIN number. They can figure out how old she is. She's uh, not now. She couldn't sit there for more than a day or less. So Uh, I just wonder why they would, you know, choose her. (laughs) Don't ask me. I'm wondering if either of our guests could, uh, do they check people's ages, Mark? Well, there's a, there's a a data science, uh, machine in the background that is uh, that is drawing um, um, people's names from the the, the available pool. Um, I can't go too deep into the into the science of it, but uh, everybody obviously has both the opportunity to state a valid reason to be excused from jury duty in when in court at the impaneling stage, and fitness and and ability to serve is also there. So someone who is of ill health or, or, and the like, um, could be excused for, for obvious reasons. Um, it's everyone's right to present an argument, uh, to be excused on a number of dimensions. Uh, and so that, that, that possibility is there. Okay. I, I, Libby, I do believe that on the summons that you receive in Ontario, it states right away that if you are over 75, you can automatically be excused. You just have to notify the court clerk. Yeah. Well, I guess she's got to go through some more paperwork. Yeah. Okay. She's well, already in a, my stepfather's 99. She's 96 and the, He's Not in a rehabilitation good. center. He's got enough on her plate. He can't do that. Yeah, I mean, th- thanks for your call, Douglas. Okay, you, uh, you take care. You're great show. I, I Thank you. It. Well, that's um, it's that's almost amusing. Um, we'll take one more call before we go to break. Mary Jane in Mississauga. Hi, Mary Jane. Hi, hi, Libby. Thanks for taking my call. I was called uh, for jury duty. Uh, I was working in a hospital at the time. I'm a registered nurse, and uh, I found it extremely educational. I was uh, treated very, very well. It was a violent case, and yes, it did upset a lot of us, but you certainly learn human interaction. You learn so much, and I said to my husband, I I felt honored. I, I felt glad I was able to do it. Uh huh. And you saying that you were compensated by your employer? Yes, we were. I was. Yes. And for how long? It was a two-week trial. It was going to be longer, but we did reach a verdict, and uh, it was two weeks. So there was no hesitation on the hospital's part to to pay me. So I was very happy, and I would have done it anyway. Well, yeah, you uh, you were certainly lucky on that note. Um, Mark, do you want to react to Mary Jane? Well, first, obviously, thank you for your service uh, as a juror to the community, and and that's absolutely 
the the right reaction that we want to have from from Canadians willing to go into court and and for many it is a truly rewarding experience. You're you're participating in the justice system. Uh, you're tasked with an enormous responsibility. It is educational. People come out of the experience uh, much more informed and pass that on within their within their social circle. Um, and and um, you know, it's important to uh, obviously, um, you know, collective bargaining agreements and, and large public um, corporations have built that built into their mechanism that they do continue salary, just mm-hmm. like the lar- large corporations and the like. And that's then that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And we okay. encourage that. But again, a large portion of the population are not compensated by their no. employer mm-hmm. and salaries are not continued. Well, yeah, and again, I mean, frankly, there are a lot of, you know, small businesses that can't afford to do that because if somebody is, is off for two weeks, they're going to have to find someone to replace them. Mm-hmm. And, and that's I, very difficult for an employer. Mm-hmm. To do. That's yeah. very difficult uh, to backfill a position. And even for a short duration, it's even more challenging, especially if there's some training required. Uh-huh. And that's why, again, we're looking for to the federal government and we're looking to provincial governments to come up with innovations and tax solutions and tax breaks and incentives that can that can um, uh, extend to an employer, a small employer, to say continue the employee's salary while in court and receive a uh, um, a, uh, a tax break, a tax credit for that time served. These are the types of commu- uh, conversations we want to have with our our, our, our MPs and, and public officials. Okay. Uh, Going to go right to the phones. We've got Nick in Tottenham. Hi, Nick. Uh, hi there. I, um, first of all, let me say that if I could afford it, I would do jury duty in a heartbeat. But uh, and I've been uh, summoned for jury duty three times in the last year. Uh-huh. The first time it was settled out of court, so that was gone. The second time I went and I told them I have a single person business and I just can't afford it. This time, just a, a week or two ago, uh, they sent me to the uh, the website and uh, there were some COVID specific questions. And one of them was if, you, if you're in a risk group, which is 70 or over, not 75, but 70 or over, then you can be excused. And uh, so I did. I, uh, I, I As soon as I clicked on that, they said, Thanks for your uh, assistance, and we'll be contacting you in the future. Oh, well, that is, that, that's interesting. So they lowered the age that you can be excused yes. on the basis of age because of COVID. Yeah, uh, there, were, there were a number of questions specifically for uh, risk, at-risk people for COVID. You know, have you been exposed, et cetera. But one of the very first questions was 70 or more. Hmm. Um, that's interesting. Thank you for bringing that to our attention, because I don't think we knew. Have a great day. Okay, thank you. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Okay, there you go. So it sounds like Nick and Tottenham was excused because of his age, but but frankly, his issue is that he's got to work. What's your reaction to that, Tina? Well, that's, that's it. I mean, definitely people have to work. But if we ever want to change the face of juries, because if you want, people are, you know, the times have changed. The diversity of our country has changed. And therefore, the diversity of people sitting on juries has to change. But if we can't 
hate, if people can't afford to do their civic duty, then the face of the jury will never change. Mm-hmm. What do you anticipate, Mark, uh, you know, is going to happen with COVID? I mean, jury trials haven't really started up in Ontario, and they're allowing people, I think, from the age group, that's the biggest pool, to be excused on the basis of, of their age. I mean, there's this huge backlog of cases. What do you think that will result in? It's going to be extremely challenging. It's going to be an extremely difficult uh, time. Um, Obviously, we have, uh, there are a large number of citizens who, again, look forward to serving. Um, But unfortunately, uh, we anticipate that for very real and valid reasons, a number of individuals when uh, at the impaneling stage are going to have a valid excuse to be excused and valid concerns and fears. And, and, and again, it's your right um, uh, to say, I have health, a health concern. I have small children at home. I have an, uh, I, I'm a sole care, caregiver for an, uh, a senior citizen or, or elderly or infirm person, and I'm concerned about my health. And, I, and those are valid reasons and that don't require a defense. Uh, you should be excused on those bases. And so we're going to be requiring um, more and more people and more and more summons. And this is why we've suggested, and rightly so, that jury pay has to be increased. And it has to be seen as income support now, not an honorarium. It's not 1950 anymore. This is not uh, a pat on the back um, allowance. This is income support for uh, a large proportion of the population that are experiencing financial hardship. And it will, again, improve inclusion on juries on a number of dimensions. Okay, uh, we're basically out of time, so I'll give uh, Tina a chance. What would you like to leave us with in a few seconds? Well, I know a lot we've been talking today in regards to uh, the economics of the jury system, but we one of the big things that Mark and I are working to change is also, of course, the mental health support for jurors. While not all trials are graphic and extremely upsetting, it is still very stressful for jurors to make a decision because on one side you have the crown that says the person is guilty, the other, the defense says they're not, and you still have someone's life in your hand and that decision is very stressful to make. And people need mental health support from the system. And so we are highly advocating for that as well. Okay. I think that this is a subject that we will have to revisit, a subject that affects a lot of us. In the meantime, thank you so much, Tina Danzer and Mark Ferrant. Appreciate your time. Thank you, Libby, for having us. Okay. And that is all the time we have for today. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads. Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.